Thank you, Elder Lambert. Thank you, man. You can uh, do praise and worship for me when I do my traveling ministry, man. Anytime. <laughs> that was that was perfect. And yes, I think one of these days I'll sing that song with you for sure. Hallelujah. Well, are we having church tonight or what? Amen? It's the Wednesday night crowd. Um, you guys are in the right place. Um, I'd just like to say thank you to my pastors, Herman and Carol, for allowing me to, uh, this, this privilege to be here tonight to minister to the word, and I don't take it lightly. And uh, I, I pray that I encourage you tonight and, and give you the word that you need tonight. I, I believe it's going to be confirmation to whatever the Holy Spirit has already been talking to you tonight. You know, just add to whatever word that you're already rolling with. Amen? And um, should I pray or should Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, again, for this opportunity and this privilege, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that, that as I minister the word that you've given me, Father God, the word that's been working in my heart, Lord, for, for many weeks now, Father God, that it will, it will be perfect bread for the congregation, for the people tonight, Father God, something that they can roll with, Father God, and, and Lord, that it will just feed them and, and propel them forward, Father God, for everything that you've, you've, you've opened up for them. In this new year, in this new month, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, we're, man, we're at the end. Wow, you guys set it up pretty good where I'm, I'm preaching right at the end of the fast, huh? Like you guys fasted for my preaching. Thank you. I appreciate that, you know, and I feel it. I, I feel like, uh, you know, most times we don't go by our feelings, but tonight, I like, I got to just be honest. Like, most times when it's time to preach, I'm like, just like fighting it the whole way. And this time, I never fight them the whole way. And, and right now, in, in this pulpit, I feel like where I, I'm where I need to be. And I feel like I have the perfect word that God has been just marinating inside of me for you tonight. And I'm, I'm like just really excited to preach it. Thank you, Elder Lambert. I mean, the songs that you sang tonight, just going so perfect with what God has given me. On time, God. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. You know, and I trust in God. And I'm going to go into the Word tonight. The first scripture I'm going to give you tonight, I'm just going to jump right in, is Isaiah 55, 9 to 11. And that part of the song that you sang, Trust in God, like I got to say, that song right there is probably my most favorite, I guess it's a gospel song of all time. And we have a thing called Spotify for some of you older people in the church. You guys might not be uh, on that level yet. You might still be doing, you know, <laughs> you know, eight track or, you know, uh, vinyl or whatever. But Spotify told me at the end of the year that I listened to that song like 2,753 times. Like that was my ultimate song. And there's so much in that song. This one part where he says, and I'm going to try and sing it. And he goes, Perfect submission, all is at rest. I know the author of tomorrow has ordered my steps. So this is my story, and this is my song. I'm praising my risen King and Savior 
all the day long. Oh, and I trust in God. And I, tr I trust him because he answers me. I don't trust uh, 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 ink on a page. I don't trust some religion or a cult. I trust the living God because he answers when I call. I love that. I know the author of tomorrow has ordered my steps. And I don't know what kind of dark place you might be in tonight. You might be someplace where you cannot see the light. But I'm, I'm not here to tell you about a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm here to tell you about the God who said, let there be light, and light was. And it's never been dark again. That's what I'm going to be preaching about tonight. And if, you're is, if you are in Isaiah 55, 55 verse 9, say amen. And the scripture goes like this, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. I'm going to stop right there. I don't know how many times I've gone through things yeah, in my life, yeah, and I try to pull God down into my situation. Yeah, have you ever done that when you're going through something, and you're like, you want to bring God down to your level. But praise God, he never comes down to our level, because his ways are higher than our ways, right? His, the, the scripture says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. How about that, yeah? God gives us seed to sow. Amen? Isn't that amazing? Like, we can give, right? And there's been times where it's been a stretch. God has told me, told, told me as a family to sow this seed, and it was, it was a struggle, you know? And, 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 you know, you want to pat yourself on the back and say, man, I did something awesome. But God is the one that gives seed to the sower. Amen? It's his anyway. Everything is his. Amen? That he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. And I want to encourage you with this. I want you to hear this. So shall my word, what word? The word of God, be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void. Hallelujah. But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Now, I'm going to start off, and you know, it's not, I'm not taking a left-hand turn. It's going to go right into it. My key scripture for tonight, and we're going to keep your finger in that scripture the whole night, is 1 Corinthians 3. And we're going to be going 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 7. And we're going to be there the whole night. Okay? And this is, I'm, I'm going to be talking all about this now. Okay? And I'm going to read it. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 7. And it says, in the King James Version, the New King James, it says, I planted, Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. So then neither who, he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now that's, that's good to know that God has come to bring increase into your life, right? Who, who, who wants to have increase? Come on. Come on. I want to see hands all around. I want to, I'm looking for the increase. I'm looking for the increase. You know, I'm happy with what I've got, but I could take more. You know why? Because I'm blessed to be a blessing. Amen? He gives seed to the sower. Amen? Now, 
Remember that God wants to bring increase to your life. So now, it said the, the, the scripture says, I planted Paul, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Now, nobody ever, nobody ever plants a seed not to get anything, right? Now, I brought a bag of seeds tonight. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got to be careful with how we, we say things. I know I don't want to get like super spiritual too, you know, like I'm not going to say like potluck or anything like that, but it's kind of a known thing at our house, yeah, that, that anytime somebody gives us like a plan, I go look at Brenda. <laughs> Most things come to our house to die, you know, even though we live in the valley. And that's kind of sad, you know, like we're, we're kind of like, we're not, when plants come to our house, they usually die. And, you know, the, the plant was doing so good, and I don't know what happened now. Yoda's just holding a pot of dirt now. I don't know. It was doing good, but it, and, you know, <laughs> we just, yeah, I, and I'll get to that. But we never think about it. You, you, you never have the intention of planting something for it to just to go in the ground and just do nothing, right? You don't want to go through all the work of digging and, you know, pulling the weeds and, going to the store, buying the seed, and getting the potting soil, you know, all that stuff. For all you green thumbs out there, you know, that's just a waste of time, right? You plant something, you expect something out of it, right? And, and, and I want to clarify something, okay? So planting is kind of synonymous with burying, yeah? Because you're burying the seed, yeah? But it doesn't have the same meaning because, you know, you bury the dead to get rid of the body, right? You don't bury a seed. And sometimes it feels the same way because you're covered and you're in darkness, yeah? And sometimes it's hard to trust the Lord when you're going through something because it just seems dark and you don't know what the next step is, right? And like the song says, yeah, I, I know the author of tomorrow has ordered my steps, right? And I'm going off my notes right now. I'm just really excited about this because I just feel like this is the, the zone that God has put us in as a not just from me personally, but as a ministry, as in a church. Like sometimes you, you just, you don't know what's going to happen, but you know God is God and you just trust him. And if you were to ask God for patience, you think he's just going to give you some pill and then you take it and you be patient, right? To get patience, you got to go through some things, right? I like what my wife, she added to my, my message and I'm trying to try get her up here. You know that scripture where it says, uh, waiting on the Lord, kind of gave us a different spin on this. And I don't know if you guys have got this yet. And, and there, when, when God says to wait on him, yeah, like it's not go sit down and twiddle your thumbs, you know. I, I, I had an interesting job opportunity when I went to college. And uh, it was the one job that I absolutely was just terrified of doing. And you guys are going to laugh at me. I did not want to do this job. I, I got to go work at a restaurant. And... Um, the, the people who, that, that own the restaurant, they said, okay, you're going you're gonna to start waiting tables. And I've never done anything like this before. And if, if some of you guys knew me from the past, I was not very outgoing. I never used to talk. I was kind of quiet, you know, kind of hard for believe. I didn't say too much. And this kind of job forced me to, like, step out of my comfort zones. And so I even told them, I would, I would clean toilets. I will do whatever. And they had me do all kind of stuff before they ended up making me become a waiter. And let me tell you, like, once I 
started doing this job, I absolutely loved it. Like if I had to do any other profession besides what I'm doing now, I would go back to being a waiter. And I believe that that's the kind of way that God is talking about in the scripture. It's not about twiddling your thumbs. It's getting to the point where you start waiting on the Lord, you know. And, and this job, like, I learned how to be a really good waiter. Like, I had some really bad eggs come in there. You know, like, for real. Like you, I mean, uh, you're dealing with people. I remember one occasion where this guy came in with his family. It was a buffet. So it's different kind of genre. Just, you know, they, they eat. And they, they got to have their drinks, and you got to clear the table, all that kind of stuff. And so this one guy, he wanted a drink. I got him all their drinks, and I, I put his drink down, and he drank the whole drink. He's like, I want another one. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like this tonight. Okay, cool, man. Rain student. Got to work with him, huh? So I go back, get another drink, bring him back. He drink the whole thing. I want another one. And like, man, like some colorful words was ready for come on. I was like, okay. So I went back, got him another one. And then, you know what I did, yeah, which was really cool, and this just came out of me, like, it just, you just learn how to flow like this. I went in the kitchen, I grabbed a pitcher, filled it up with Coke, and put it on the table. Right, the guy left me one fat tip after that, you know? And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, you're going through something, yeah? You might feel buried, you might feel dark, you know what I mean? And it's interesting what pastor's been preaching about stretching. I think I'm getting ahead of my notes here. Well, what does a seed do when it's buried in the ground? You know, after a while, after it's been watered, what does it start to do? Well, what does it look like, you know? It starts to stretch, right? It starts to stretch. It starts to stretch. I'm way off my notes. Um, go with it. So the scripture says in, in, in Isaiah 55.10, it says, so now he gives, he gives seed, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So that's where I was going. Like, so God gives us the seed, you know. It's not even ours, you know. And, and, and you know, the, the scripture says Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. I don't know how many times in my life, yeah, and I'm still working on it. Um, I think it's something I should probably add to the fast is uh, I like to be the cook, the baker, and the candlestick maker. I don't know if you guys are like that. And that's a metaphor now. I don't really make candles. You know, I don't cook. But you get what I'm saying. Like, I have a tattoo of an octopus on my arm because I like to be handy. You know, I like to do all the steps. And, you know, sometimes when you, when you step out of, if you step out of turn, you leave God's increase coming out. You can make your increase. You know, I, I know how to manipulate situations to get what I want, okay? And I don't know if you're there, okay? I know how to make things happen. My brother, he did a 23andMe, and, it, you know, they check the DNA, see what kind of ethnicity you have, and it shows that we have a little bit of a Jewish in us. I think a little bit Chinese, too. So, you know, I know how to work it, you know what I mean? And I hope that doesn't sound, you know, I, I can say it because I am, you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's all good. I know how to work it. But in this scripture, it says, Paul planted. Apollos watered. But who gave the increase? Who gave the increase? Now, I know that you guys have gone through things in your life where you've maybe taken out a loan because you needed it. You know, maybe uh, 
you robbed Peter to pay Paul. You know, it's not always financial. Or you've done things in, in your life where you, you, you just needed it now. You know, and there was no waiting on God. And that's okay. Because we're all here. Everybody look around. We're all here. Take a deep breath. We made it, right? Yeah, even though we, 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 we miss God sometimes. But when God steps in, and when God brings the increase, you can tell, no? You can tell, man. Because it's, it's like the song says, perfect submission. All is at rest. You know? You get to that point where you're like, hey, man, if, if, if this is where I'm going to be, and it's this dark, you know what I am? I'm just going to be the seed. You know, I'm just going to wait here. You know, I'm just going to get watered until it's God's time for me to for, for stretch out and get increase. Amen? Amen? There's no sense in stressing over anything, right? Right? It's easy. Man, I'm a professional stressor. In fact, that was one of the things that I fasted. I told my wife, I'm going to fast being negative because I'm a professional negative or er, er, er. You know what I'm saying? I, I fasted actually a week before you guys did the initial fast. I did a water fast for three days, and that was like the most that I've ever done. And I went in and I saw a, a nutritionist, and I said, well, what's the number? And she said, three days. And I said, okay, three days. Day and a half, I thought I was going to have to go emergency room. Yeah, it was like the, day, the second day, the halfway point, I was driving to Home Depot, and I could feel them. I told my wife, I was like, man, I don't know. I think I'm going to pass out on the road. I just called in for let you know that I come in home, okay? Like, so if, if I don't come home, then you send somebody. And But then the second day was, was, was awesome. And then by the third day, I could have gone four days, five days, six days, whoever, who knows, you know, after you pass that initial. But I'm not bragging. I'm just, I'm just saying because I know that some of you guys probably went through it. But it's worth it because you... You peel off some of these layers of your life, and you're able to focus and hear God better, you know? You can hear God because you don't have that package of, you know, potato chips crunching, you know, and you can hear. <laughs> so the scripture says that God gives us the seed as a sower. And you know what is interesting? There's just, just like an agricultural theme to the Bible. The Bible in Genesis 8.22 says that while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. And it's interesting, yeah? I'm going, I'm going to bring this down now, okay? So we talk about Paul planting, yeah? And, we talk, and this other guy comes into the picture where Apollos comes in, yeah? You don't hear too much about Apollos. You hear plenty about Paul. I think Pastor Carroll was talking about Paul is what? He wrote two-thirds of the, the New Testament, right? And so if there's three parts, yeah? He wrote, I better watch where my fingers go. <laughs> he wrote, he wrote, he wrote, okay, you know what I'm saying. So there we go. He wrote, if there's three, he wrote two, and then there's one left. So he's pretty a major guy, right? Paul, he's pretty major. He wrote two out of the three, okay? And then Apollos comes in, right? But then he goes on to say that it doesn't matter who plants who or who waters, okay? Hurrah for them. Praise God for the guy who plants. Praise God for the guy who waters. But it's God who brings the increase. Amen? And, and he wrote that scripture, yeah? And I wasn't going to go into this, but you know, I felt like the Holy Spirit saying. He wrote this scripture because 
you know, there was this church that was like, you know, we're, we're on Paul's team. And part of the church was, oh, we're on Apollos' team. And he had to come and just break it down and say, look, man, it's not about the, the person. Praise God for the person. God uses people. God needs people to preach his gospel, right? We need people. And we honor them, right? And don't get me wrong. We, we're not getting into that spirit. Well, oh, you know, don't matter about you. No, no. We honor them. But God's the one who brings the increase, right? We don't look to the person. That's where I was going. We don't look to the pastor. We don't look to the traveling minister. We don't look to God. We, we look to God. They direct us to God. Amen? It's not about, the, it's not about Paul. It's not about Apollos. And you know what's interesting? Yeah? I'll take this spin too. That's where you want to go, God? It's, it's so interesting because there is so many times, yeah, that God has used different people. This is for us. I know this is for us. And if you guys like scrap after this, it's all good. That there has been people that I never like listen to. I never like come here. They just rub me the wrong way. But I came and I listened and I was fed. Ooh, I'm going to just, I'm going to take one sip of water and let that, mar let that marinate in you. Stay there. I'm going to say that again because that one hit me hard. There'll be people that like, man, like just, like, <laughs> but the word of God, but the word of God, but the word of God, God bring the increase. It's the word of God. And you know what the word of God is? Let's go to there then. Luke 1.37. Let's turn over there. What is the word of God? And when you got it, say amen. Amen. You guys got to give me one second. I never, I never copy and paste this scripture, so. <laughs> and in my notes, I need to give you, like, every version of this thing. Because there's a reason. Luke 137, right? I said. Luke 137. Let's go to Luke 137 and see what the word says. I like this. And you know what it says? In Luke 137, it says, for the word of God will never fail. Okay, let's see what it says in the different versions. In the NLT, it says, for the word of God will never fail. In the NIV, it says, for no word from God will ever fail. In the Good News Bible, it says, for there is nothing that God cannot do. King James, it says, for with God nothing shall be impossible. In the NASB, for nothing will be impossible with God. In the New King James Version, it says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. In the Passion Version, it says, no, not one promise from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. And that's what we got planted inside of us. That's what all these ministers, our pastors, everybody throughout the years have been planning on us. The unfailing word of God. That's what's planted inside of us. That seed of the word is inside of us. And it says now, 
Did, did I read it wrong? It says, for the word of God will never fail. Let's go back up to, um, let's go back up to Isaiah. Let's read this again. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Wow. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there. Wow. He's, I think I preached about, about this one time, yeah? With the rain coming down. He made an example of the word like the rain falling down. And, and, I, and I got excited about this because, like, I never saw the rain go back up, you know? The rain comes down. It don't go back up. The rain comes down. And when the rain comes down, it does what it's supposed to do. It goes all over the place. It waters the plants. It does, you know, it fills up the river that we swim in, fills up the ocean. It does everything that it's supposed to do. Like, in, in all that chaos of the rain, like, who, who can control the rain? Every drop. God. And he likens his word to that rain. It comes down, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to do what it's supposed to do. I hope this is building something up in you, because I don't know what you're going through. We're going through some stuff, but, man, praise God. I trust him. I trust him. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. Man, that's God talking. My word's going out. Now, there's people in here, yeah, that you know of. Well, you know of people that God gave a word. You got, some of you guys, most, we got all parents inside here, basically, yeah? Most of you guys have kids. So, once the kid leaves the house, yeah, and that kid has a word on their life, yeah, and you're not seeing that word come to pass, yeah, did the word die? Okay. I, wanna, I want you to hear yourself say it. Does that word die? The word that God spoke over that child, is it dead? No, it's still working. It's still working. Even though they're not under your roof, that word is still working. I get one older, my oldest son is out. He's on his own. God's word is still working. Everybody who sees him, everywhere he goes, they say he's such a pleasant boy. He's not in church. God's word's still working, though. Amen? Amen? God's word is still working. You know what is our responsibility, though? See, right? Oh, man, you guys stole my thunder. Come on, man. So Paul planted. God gives the increase. But we got to do something. We got to water that word, right? How do we water the word? Come on, somebody help me in this Pentecostal church. How do we? Huh? You guys are all right. You guys are all right. Amen. Amen. We got to keep, we got to continue to do it. Even though, yeah, like a seed, we're buried. We can't see what's going on, but God is going to bring increase. Amen. He's going to bring it. Because the Bible says, it, is, it ain't going to, man, God don't make no bad investments. Right? He don't make no bad investments. Whatever he says is going to happen, is going to happen. I've done some jobs before, and I promise people stuff, and then I get into the job, and I'm like, oh, boy. And I got to go back and say, hey, cuz, I'm sorry. We got we to gotta talk about this, but not God. Nothing scares God. Right? I mean, that's, that's like, right? God's never been like, oh, boy. Look at that guy, James. He's calling himself chemo now. He's waiting for everybody to get on the, in the bandwagon and call him chemo. It's all right. 2024 is the year that you guys are going to be calling me Elder Chemo. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm watering that seed. If Abram can become Abraham, 
and Jacob can become Israel, I can, I can be chemo. Look, my wife going, okay, I'm sorry. That's, okay, we can edit that out. So what happens, yeah? Like I said, there's a huge difference between burying something and planting it. You don't, want, you don't water something that you bury. You water something that you plant. Amen? That's the big difference right there. You don't water something. You know, something you, you, your cat gets run over and you put him in the backyard. It's not going to be a pet cemetery. You pour water on top. No. That cat's gone. He's, he's pow. He's mocky, right? But you put a seed in the ground and you water that seed because you expect a harvest. Amen? I wanted to go on this, but I'm, okay, there was something about the parable of the talents. And what did I, I'm not going to even go into the scripture because you guys know the, the, the parable. There was three servants and the master left them, right? In different increments of money. And what did the evil servant do? He buried his talent. And I'm going to let you salon, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit work on you on that because he's working on me on that too. We are going through this. Amen? There's a story about bamboo. Okay, A Chinese bamboo tree takes five years to grow. Like any plant, the Chinese bamboo tree requires nurturing water, fertile soil, sunshine to flourish. In the first year, there are no visible signs of activity or development. In the second year, again, no growth above the soil. And the third and fourth, still no signs. Patience is tested. Ooh, that's good, man. And we begin to wonder if our efforts will ever be rewarded. Finally, in the fifth year, voila, there is growth. And what growth it is. The Chinese bamboo tree grows 80 to 90 feet tall, nearly 30 meters in just six weeks. After being buried for five years. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit Bring enlightenment to the spiritual significance to what I just said. I pray, Lord, that you would open up the eyes of their understanding on what we just said. Those of you who become impatient and want things right now, simply don't believe and trust that God is working underground. Doing things you don't even know about, you will miss out on tremendous blessings. Thoughts you hold create your belief. Your actions create your results. Take a pen and paper and create your destiny. Now, there has been words spoken over this pulpit. There is a prophecy, actually, <laughs> that has been given. And you know what, Pastor? We have this prophecy on our refrigerator. Yeah, I'm an elder of this church, and and it would be really awesome for me to say that every day I see that prophecy, I water it. But I haven't. I'm just being honest. But it's there, and I see it. And I'm going to start to water that seed, that prophecy that was given to this church. Because you guys have been pastors for what? Five years now, right? Eight years now? It's been eight years now. This is the, no way. Eight years? Really? Seven years. Seven, eight, you, you said eight, okay? So I'm just going to go with the eight. So it's been eight years, okay? That's good. Just like bamboo, you know? The word of the Lord came forth. And if we water that word, 
we're going to see the increase. Amen? Because we know that, okay, <laughs> I only got two arms. I don't have eight arms, you know? I'm not an octopus. I cannot do everything. But I can do what the Bible says to do. Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Amen? Amen? And the thing about it is this, yeah? And I'm taking this from another minister. And I'm going to give you guys a, a sermon that you guys should look up later on from a great minister that I do no justice by trying to minister. Part of the message that was ministered to me in this is that it's interesting that, that see, I can plant seed into your life by ministering the Word of God, yeah? But all of you guys are going to get it differently. The Holy Spirit is going to minister to it like water is going to go where it needs to go, right? I cannot tell you where... The word, where the word has to go. Amen? Like you guys, you guys going to all receive it the way you need to receive it. Amen? Amen? See now, and, and it's interesting because, you know, God plants, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. But God gave the increase, yeah? See now, God never made no chair, right? And I'm stealing this from, and God never made no table, right? Did he ever make a table or a chair? But he made a tree, right? So what you do with that tree, what you do with that seed is up to you. Let that sink in for a little bit. I see some crinkling of the foreheads. Holy Spirit, I pray that in the middle of the night you will wake them up and reveal this to them. You know, I think I preached this before. I said, I said, how does it go, Holy Spirit? I know that you want me to say this. <clears throat> God will give you a shovel, but he ain't going to dig the hole. Amen? Think about it. He's going to give you the seed. But, but, but what you do with that seed and how you water it brings the increase in your life. It, the ball is always in our court. God's done his part. He's done the two out of the three, right? Now it's our, our part to do with it what we have to. And I know, I, I mean, that's been the theme. That's always a theme in any message, right? We, you know, God throws the ball, we catch it, and we run to the end zone. And you know what? Oh, my gosh, okay? I, I, I walked into that one. So this is, this is kind of on, this is, this is not a scripture. This is just my personal experience. And what you can take from this, I pray that you get from it what is given. I never got to play sports growing up. I wasn't very athletic. In fact, if I, if I showed you my license from when I graduated from high school, I was five foot eight, barely 100 pounds. I mean, I used to work for Pastor Herman before, so he, he, he saw me. He, he saw, yeah. I was, I was yeah. I was, and, and I've always wanted to play sports, you know, and it wasn't any fault of my parents. It was just me growing up. I wasn't able to do something like that. And that seed was planted in me. And um, so we had a situation. This is like a natural situation to a spiritual example is that one of my boys wanted to play soccer. And I so wanted him to play a sport. All of them. All three of my boys. And so an opportunity came around where um, a friend of ours at, at one of the schools that one of my boys goes to, 
he said, hey, um, why don't you put your boy in rugby? And um, we talked about it. It's like, yeah, rugby is kind of a tough sport, you know. It's kind of rough, you know. And, but I was thinking in the back of my mind, you know, as a man, I was like, oh, yeah, bro, I get my boy in rugby, bro. He can handle anything, bro. Rugby, yeah. You play with some Polynesians. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Soul is in the Tongans and the Hawaiians. Yeah. And my boy get bloodline. He get Hawaiian. So, you know, he's Polynesian. So, yeah, you know. So we, we planted that seed. I said, hey, cuz, what? You like, go play rugby. No, I don't like play rugby. So I said, we planted a seed. We planted a seed. And one brother went and talked to us about it. And we said, okay, cool. Then we went to a party. And we was kicking back. And this other brother that we never see for years came by and would sit down and talk stories with us. And he's like, you know what, bro? bro? You should get your boy in rugby. And I was like, me and my wife look at each other. Go, what? What is this? And I was like, you know the kind? He was like, yeah, I mean him. I'm teaching the class. I was like, oh, my God. This is a God thing. This got to be God planting one seed. Okay? Okay? Two different people that we never know knew each other both dropped that seed in us. Yeah? So I'm bringing it up to my boy. I said, you know what? Kind of shoved that seed in there. I was like, you're going to play rugby, bro. And he never liked So he went. Did you want to play rugby? Did, no, no. When we first asked you, did you want to play? No way, Jose. Eh? So we, what we did, we watered that seed. We watered that seed, and we took him to practice, and the coaches and watered that seed. And you know what? Man, God brought an increase, man. It was so cool, man. Like, man, he played his first game, bro. And I tell you, like, I, I mean, all the games that I never get to play, I get to play him through him, man. He get to run the ball. And he, man, oh, Pastor, I tell you what, man. He, the coaches came up to me after and they said, bro, he plays better in the game than when he plays in practice. He is so focused in the game. And I was watching him and I was like, oh, praise God, hallelujah. I wasn't doing that. I was screaming. In fact, my wife took a video of him running the ball, and he almost got a goal on his first game, man. And I was like, man, I never played football. I never played any of those sports. And I'm just saying, I'm just, God brought the increase. And man, like, if you guys was all sitting close up here, I would show you guys a picture of him running the ball. And I was just like, God brought the increase. Paul, Alakai planted, Jay watered, but God brought the increase, you know? And what a cool example of, you know, like, I know you guys ain't playing rugby in your life, you know? You know, this ain't a game. This is life, you know? But I like what Lambert said, man. God don't give me what, what I need. That's, always, that's already a, a guarantee. He gives me what I want. I can ask him for what I want. And he can bring increase in those areas. And I wanted to give you the scripture. Man, I am all over the place, but praise God. I'm right where I need to be. And this is on our prophecy, guys. You guys got to water this scripture. And I'm going to end with this scripture, okay? Unless you have anything else to add to this. I'm going to go into this. No, I can end with what? Yeah, okay. Oh. In the scripture... Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 2.9. Oh, and this ties into Paul planted, Apollos watered. I hope I'm saying his name right, Apollos. I don't know what he was like, Puerto Rican or something. Hmm? 
1 Corinthians 2.9. And for me, I got it this way, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to present it to you the way I got it, the way I got this scripture. Anybody, anybody got that scripture? Say amen. Who want to read that scripture? You guys want to read it? Who want to read the scripture? Stand up. Oh, man, nobody, not everybody stand up at once, man. Like, wow. Nobody? Auntie Delphine, God bless you. So 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But at, it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Man. Come on now, okay? So, no eye has seen. And I know I might be taking a kind of twist on this, yeah? What do you think it feels like to be a seed? Darkness. No eye has seen. Now, you're a seed planted. Whatever you're going through in your life right now, your seed. Your seed ready, ready to give birth to, you know, whatever. That God has for you in your life. No eye has seen. And no ear has heard. Now you're a seed. Picture yourself. You're in the ground. You have that seed. You are the seed in the ground. Planted. And God's word is watering you. And God's going to bring the increase. No eye has seen. Man I thought you guys would be running around the church with that. No, but it is written. Now, this is the word now, okay? Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Man, you don't know how much I love my boys. Man, I love my boys. I love them more than I love myself. When this one started getting ready for play rugby, man, I was just looking for the best shoes I could find without even telling him, without even asking. I say, he going to play, he going to have the best. Right, babe? That's how I go. I go big or go home. Now, we put this on a natural, yeah? Like, I'm just a natural dad. I can only do so much, yeah? But we put that on God now. God is our heavenly father. Now, you think about, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. The things that God has prepared for you and me. What he, like, no, no, I just can think about, like, God, like, God's, like, getting ready, like, well, this guy's almost ready for get one house. Man, Jesus, let's go, let's, we're not going to Ross, we're going to go to Macy's. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 God's running around, getting stuff ready for my new house. You know what I'm saying? Like, God's getting, like, oh, oh, he got hurt? Healing Sunday's right around the corner, cuz, you know, like, oh, oh, I got healing for him, you know? I, I, I got prosperity. I got soundness of mind for him. I, well, come on, man. Just get up here. Come on. Amen? That's, that's the kind of God I serve. And his word is guaranteed. His word does not fail. Now, what are you planting? Now, you got to ask yourself this. What are you planting? It is, I know I'm going over. It's one minute over. It was real easy for me to think, like when we had this fasting now, it's so easy for plant gossip. <laughs> so easy for talk about, oh, 
Oh, you seen the, oh, you saw what they was wearing? Oh, you saw what they did? No, it's so easy for plant those things, right? So easy. So easy for get angry. Now, there's no way that you can pray for me enough to get rid of anger. That's something that I got to work on. Praise God. Amen. That's, that's a working process. Every day, I got to water the word and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I come behind and no good thing. All that I set my hands to do prospers. I got to water that. There's no way I can come up to a prayer line, you pray for me, and boom, back to Adam and Eve. Amen? We got to... <laughs> That's another thing too, yeah? No, oh, let me show you guys this and then I'm going to be done, okay? This is, so my boys decided to ask all kind of questions about like, like heaven and like what it's going to be like. It's like, am I going to still fart in heaven? You know, like just childish things, you know, like, do we have to go to the bathroom in heaven? All this kind of stuff. And I'm going to leave you with this. This is what the Holy Spirit showed me, okay? So because we're talking about planting, watering, and increase, yeah? This is what it was like when God created Adam and Eve and put them on earth. Check this out. And I don't know if you guys ever seen this before, but I'm like super excited to just give you the word, okay? This is cool. I should have added this in earlier. Then God said, this is in Genesis. You got to go look for them. I'm not going to give them to you. You got to go hunt this down. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. So now that's, you see God, he put the seeds in the fruit, okay? It's already there. Now, you, you never did bite into an apple and no more seeds inside. That's funny kind. I know they get this kind of watermelon, seedless watermelon. You know what they're doing. They don't like us grow watermelon. That's why they're doing that kind of stuff. But that wasn't God's plan. He put the seed in the fruit. So that the thing with cheese, gee, can you think like, once we run out of seedless watermelon, God got to come back down there and go plant some more watermelon because no more seeds anymore. But God thought about that before he created everything. Think about that. This seed in the fruit that you planted is going to come back up. Oh, man, that's just. Now, in, later on in the garden, okay, it says, God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. I'm going to leave you with that. So God took care of everything, man in the garden. So I want to tell you this, and I don't think I'm going off the word, but God's original intention was his eternal intention, okay? He put us in a garden and everything was taken care of, okay? There was no planting, there was no watering, it was just increase. And that's the God we serve, the God of increase. Remember that, when you go to sleep tonight, you wake up tomorrow, God wants to increase you in every way, in your health, in your mental capabilities, in your finances, in your relationships, in every area, in every area of your life, God wants increase for you. And I hope you're blessed. Amen. That's all I got.